This is The Truth. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and we'll have an all-new story for you in two weeks. We spent the last few months working on our series, The Body Genius, and we needed to take just a short break after finishing it. And so today, we're going to bring you something a little different. It's by another producer named Caitlin Prest. She used to have a show on Radiotopia called The Heart, and she just recently produced a six-episode story for CBC Podcasts about the anatomy of a relationship. It's called The Shadows. Caitlin's work is very intimate and personal, and she does things with the microphone and mic technique and with the music and sound design and repurposing found tape that draws you in and makes you feel very close to what she's talking about. And that's something that's true of all her work, but I think it's particularly true of this piece. And so I wanted to give you all an opportunity to check it out. And if you like it, there's five more episodes. You can hear them on their website, cbc.ca slash the shadows, or of course, wherever you get your podcasts. And just a word of warning, this episode contains explicit language and mature themes. Today on The Truth, we'll hear the first episode of The Shadows. Psst, you didn't hear this from me, but Normal Gossip is back for a sixth season. Join host Kelsey McKinney as she shares the juiciest gossip from the real world. Each episode, she's joined by a special guest, and you might recognize a couple this season from the Radiotopia universe. Normal Gossip, named one of the best podcasts of the year by Time Magazine and Vulture, is out now on all your favorite podcast platforms. New episodes starting April 17th. Sometimes there's a version of yourself that you don't want to admit exists. Sometimes we have a story about that. This is the shadows. Sometimes I wonder. The story of what love is a story that I became enamored with. Episode one. Romantic. Was flawed. Feels fast too. I saw it feeling of a romance. What is it that destines a love to die? I guess I always felt like you were uncertain, and that it was my job to convince us both that this was a good idea. Is it destiny, or do we have a choice? You know, like, there's always going to be problems. There's always going to be friction. There's always going to be fucked up shit, you know? like Where did this love story begin? Did it begin when I was born? Where I grew up, there were two choices for entertainment as a young person. Hockey or heavy metal. I preferred heavy metal. The anti-establishment culture of heavy metal taught me to look at the world through a critical lens. Seeing all the ways that the world was broken. Patriarchy, colonialism, racism, waste, conformity, complacency. And being angry about it. At the same time, I was a romantic. As a romantic, I saw beauty. I saw more than was really there. I didn't just see the color red. I saw the color red. And I believed wholeheartedly in the ideal of love. 
It's the era where divorce is kind of accepted as a natural cycle of love, and people who stay together seem to hate each other in the most banal ways. I believe that I'm destined to be one of the outliers. I'll be one of the ones who falls in love passionately and deeply and stays in love. Dear Caitlin. Forever. Dear Caitlin. Dear Caitlin. Dear Caitlin. Dear Caitlin. When I'm not moshing at a heavy metal show, I'm dreaming of what my great love will look like and be. I inspire you to be a good person. I know what being good is. It's going to be love letters every day. I write you love letters and hide them for you to find in surprising moments. Like the cutlery drawer or the folder where you put your unopened mail. I support your artwork and career. We're going to be art stars. I play guitar for you and write songs about you. I go to the desert with you and dance naked at dusk. Weirdos. I pool hop in the summers and eat pies stolen from people's windows. I scale the roofs of buildings and smoke weed sitting on a chimney with you. We will live in a house that we build with our own hands in the country by the ocean. Where we are eccentric, make beautiful work, and potentially become world famous. Let us get married really early and shock all of our anti-establishment friends. Let's get married really early and be anti-establishment against being anti-establishment. We would have an open relationship so we'd never, never take, take each other, each for, other granted. for granted. So we never take each other for granted. But in the end, but in the end, never, never ever sleep, sleep with anyone else. else. Love you from the future. Your great love. Your great love. love. Your great love. The romantic in me wanted the fairy tale. And the anti-establishment in me wanted to overthrow tradition. Tradition is just another word for the status quo. And therein was one of many sets of conflicting desires that were at war within me. Another set of conflicting desires was that, in addition to having a great love, I wanted to be a great artist. Someone once told me you can only ever have one or the other in a lifetime. I want both. As soon as I turn 18, I move to the big city to be an artist. Mont, you're on. On the exact border between Ontario and Quebec, between the U.S. and Canada, on the shores of the St. Lawrence River, Lake Ontario, and the Atlantic Ocean, there is a city. Everyone who lives in the city contests whether it's actually an American or a Canadian city, whether it's actually in Ontario or Quebec. There's the official truth, the truth that's on the legal documents. But nobody in the city gives a shit about that. Some identify as Canadians, others as Americans, some as Francophone, others as Anglophone. It has rats and mountains of garbage and a rotting subway system that makes you wait for eternity and smells like vomit and piss. It has streetcars on the streets with fuzzy red seats inside. Fancy brunches are eaten by rich people on Sundays, while poor young people dance on the mountain that the city was built on. Mount Huron. <clears throat> no, it's pronounced Mont Huron. Mont Huron. No, Mont Huron. Hello, everyone knows that the real Montcheronians call it Montcheron. Quite frankly, it's a mess. And from that mess, the best art in the world was created. Farewell, farewell to Nova Scotia, the sea-bound coast. Let your mountains dark and dreary be. For when I'm far away on the briny ocean tossed, will there ever be a sigh or a wish for me? 
I play music in the subway for wine money. I'm in my mermaid getup. The mermaid getup has been a massive success. My first foray into puppetry was inspired by a man I saw playing music in the subway. The man was playing a tiny, weird, brown electric piano. He was wearing a sailor suit and had created a small cardboard boat that he was sitting in. It was a perfect sculpture. It looked just like a boat, but it was made out of cardboard. He had a fishing pole with a top hat on the end of it for people to show their appreciation for his music. It was full. It wasn't what you would ordinarily consider to be puppetry. But the way he created his cardboard universe around him set me down a path of cardboard universes that brought me to Montreal's puppetry scene. There are people who work full-time in their art, and there are people who do not. The people who do not make up the majority of the artists in Montreal. They work side jobs in restaurants, call centers, and massage parlors. People say that it suits their art to work in a restaurant half the time, but I don't believe them. To be a full-time puppeteer is unheard of. And the three P's of puppetry are pain, poverty, and partial blindness. Because, <laughs> because when, when you're performing, you know, there's, there's the pain of, like, holding a horrible position for extended periods of time. Partial blindness, like, half the time you're inside some sort of giant thing. You can't see what you're doing. You're, you know, you're in a parade and you're going to trip on something or someone's going to throw something at you. And then, yeah, I think the, the poverty is pretty self-explanatory. Even puppeteers themselves don't call themselves puppeteers. They call themselves performers. To be a full-time puppeteer, you have to have something figure the fuck out. I am nothing close to a full-time puppeteer. Right now, my puppetry game consists of these five cardboard waves I made from a box I found in the garbage, painted gold, my mermaid tail, which is just me squeezed into the single leg of a stocking, and my accordion. When I busk in the subway, I look for the man in the boat. I wonder if he might see me in my mermaid getup and know instantaneously that I created this as an answer to his question of how to be a weirdo in this world. When I'm far away on the briny ocean tossed, will there ever be a sigh? Will there ever be a sigh? Will there ever be a sigh? I used to make five to ten bucks an hour in the subway playing my accordion, but as the mermaid, I make twenty to thirty bucks an hour. On my way home, I scour the dumpsters for my dinner and materials for my next puppet play. Every year I apply to perform at the More of Everything Puppetry Festival on the East Coast. And every year, they reject me. This year, if they reject me again, I'm planning on paying my own way and performing on the sidewalk, whether they like it or not. Almost like you guys are like the shadow of the puppet. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. We can do that. 
right? Sure. I'm volunteering with my mentor's puppet company so I can learn more about the medium and meet people who are working in the industry, if you can call puppetry an industry. Right. Um, you can hold me a little tighter okay. if you want. Yeah. Yeah. A little tighter? Tighter? Great, great, great. Uh, We're working a larger than life size puppet. Just take a moment, center yourselves, like breathe in, inhale. This is my favorite kind. It takes two people to operate. I'm the head and the right arm, and this conventionally attractive and conservatively dressed dude is the body and the left arm. Am I doing okay? Well, that was just you guys breathing. The puppet, we're not. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I okay. just want to make sure <laughs> you're here. Clink, you just... clink. Yeah, that's it. Le sunal, le babaganoush, le wali, le oja, oja. With the penan, just one, I think. I'm going to take a beer. The restaurant I work in is named after the Persian philosopher and poet, Rumi. There's a letter from Leonard Cohen above the bread cutting board. It's not even framed. Dear Rumi, I love this restaurant. Love Leonard. My boss calls me clink clink because every shift I break at least one glass. I broke a bowl of soup down a woman's back once. I broke a tray of glasses full of sangria on a bunch of fancy purse ladies. As a result, my boss only schedules me when the restaurant is empty. The day shift, Tuesday evenings. Which is why I play music in the subway and go dumpster diving for my food. What do you want to do this weekend? Um, I, I, think, I, I think I already told you, like, I'm, I'm going away, right? I'm in a relationship with a total babe who writes me love letters. Dear Caitlin. I write you love letters and hide them for you to find in places that seem boring. Which, ever since high school, I've considered to be the highest form of intelligence. I play guitar for you and write songs about you. In a moment of idealism, I talk them into being in an open relationship. Just because you feel jealous doesn't mean that but, I've done something wrong. No, but how would you feel if I told you I made it with someone else? I would feel jealous and I would like take a deep breath and think about the pleasure that you felt in that moment and be happy for you. And now, they're going away on a trip to Lunenburg. Oh. I... Plan that trip to go see Riz. Um. Hey, Megan, just calling to say hey. I uh, hope you're having fun. Miss you. Love you. Say hey to Riz. This is the third message I've left for them this week. <sighs> I was too proud to tell them that this would be hard for me. Do you want me to call you every day, or how do you want me to do this? I just want to make sure you feel good about it. I only, I mean, I only want you to call me if you feel like calling me, you know? Okay, and I don't want you to feel like I'm ignoring you or anything like that. Right. Yeah. But like you're okay, right? Like Yeah, I'm fine. And you know I love you and Yeah. My pride will not let me call them again. So I just wait and try to exercise mental discipline. I don't think about it. I don't think about Hey, KP. How's it going? Uh, Riz and I decided to buy a house together and live in it without you. I love you. I love you. I don't think about what they might be getting up to. But what about Caitlin? I mean, I love KP, but there's just some things she doesn't have to about her pursuits and puppetry, but like, where's that going to take her? What's what's her plan? My mind tortures me with all of the possibilities. She's barely holding this waitress job. She just can't talk me. I think I'm going to stay here for the next little bit. You're not coming back? Caitlin, you're off rhythm. Of course I'm off rhythm. It's not because I'm heartbroken and can't even do myself the dignity of telling my partner about it. I love you. It's because my puppet partner is awkward. 
and has no movement. It's like the right and the left side of this puppet is like two completely different operators. So like I need your energy to be like a little bit more the same. Okay. Charlie. Okay, so like look at each other. Okay, breathe in. And then out. I have an innate mistrust of people who are conventionally attractive. I call them magazine hot. I kind of judge them for conforming to a certain kind of beauty standard. Maybe I'm just intimidated by the power that they have in this world that I lack. This guy doesn't have a crescent moon of dirt underneath his fingernails. Designer jeans, button-up shirt. Is it iron? Who irons their shirt? We're in our 20s. I look down at my own hands and I wonder if I've ever seen my fingernails without the black crust of unknown origin underneath. I wonder if the reason he's so stiff is because he doesn't want to be touching me. Someone's dropping a five in. That's a real honor. Hey, thank you. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's my puppet partner. Rehearsal guy. Hey, uh, Charlie, right? Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Caitlin, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, nice um, to see you. Nice to see you too. What, what are you doing? You, you look like you're uh, about to go and collect some checks. Or... Um, yeah, no, I, I really don't normally dress like this. This is, uh, I've got a work meeting thing. Um, I'm, I guess I'm kind of lucky enough that I actually get to do puppetry, like a full-time thing. What? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually on my way to a meeting about it, this Henson grant that I've got. Yeah. So that's kind of... Hot dude works full-time in puppetry? What the fuck? Whoa, holy shit. Are you going to get it? Oh, I know. I've, I've got it. Oh, you have it. The Henson Foundation. Yes. The Jim Henson Foundation of Sesame Street fame is one of the only performance institutions that funds puppetry especially experimental puppetry, which is the thing that I'm most interested in. I think I might have oh, even shit. heard of this. I heard him on the radio. radio. I would love to, like, hang out and, like, to ask you questions. Could I ask you questions? Uh, maybe after the Becky rehearsal tomorrow? Could I, like, maybe I could show you something? I don't know. I know that you probably get that a lot, but... Yeah, sure. I, uh, yeah. yeah, tomorrow? Does that work for you? Yeah. Cool. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, sorry, but that... I mean, Oh, shit, yeah. I don't know, I guess I'll see you. Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. great. I'll, okay. I'll sing you out. <laughs> Have a good day, and I hope your meeting goes well. I frantically try to polish the show I've been working on. It's the one I submitted to the festival. I wrote it up in the proposal, but I've never actually done it. It's a feminist interpretation of the allegory of Plato's cave. It's a shadow puppet play, my favorite kind. I'm going to do a short version of it. Um... Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I just have to these um, I'm procrastinating because I'm nervous. Sometimes I wonder if how successful you can be in any art medium is dependent on how much money you have to invest in it. I'm just, I'm nervous. I've never shown this to somebody. I can't help but be slightly intimidated by Charlie's fancy studio. Just like his designer jeans, he has stacks of the highest quality materials. Clay, paint, a wood shop even. <sighs> I tell myself, he's going to love how scrappy my show is. Doing a lot with a little is my specialty. 
and then became very attached to the names and the stories of the figures moving on the wall. Over time, they became incapable of understanding the difference between the figures moving on the wall and their own selves. The end. What do you think? Tell me your thoughts. Tell me everything. <clears throat> um, I guess I find the part, the cave part, a little bit on the nose. Mm. Uh, it's kind of cliche. Yeah. It's one of those stories that maybe not everybody knows, but... Right. Um, so, like, the mermaid thing that I saw. Uh-huh. I've never seen anything like that. It was completely... My subway get up. Yeah. <laughs> it just all... It felt like this complete performance, and it was really weird and whimsical. Hmm. What should I do? <laughs> I don't know. What should you do? Um, it's your work. You can do whatever you want. I know, but... Um, Thanks for your feedback. I really appreciate it. Sure, of course. After I showed Charlie my play, I kind of wanted to walk out of the studio and never talk to him again. But I thought to myself, Caitlin, don't be an idiot. He seems nice. He seems to want to help. You could just hang out with this person and become good through osmosis. So every day after Becky rehearsal, I gathered the courage to ask him if I can show him a new draft or just work at his fancy studio so I can try on feeling like a professional. He seems not to mind. Either I want to have no idea that there's a human behind it, or I want to know everything about the human behind it. That it's you, Caitlin, and that these are extensions of you. So I go almost every day. What's interesting about a mermaid is that she's two things at once. And I wonder if a mermaid is ever at war with whether she's a human or a, or a fish. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like that idea. A quick question. Yeah. Week after week. Like, I don't like Sesame Street. Do you? Well, but then there's the dark crystal. What's that? It's a Jim Henson. What? Month after month. That was really, really good. Really? I, don't, I can safely say I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. Wow. I, I could help you document it. Really? Yeah. He helps me resubmit my application to the More of Everything Festival. I love you, but... My relationship ends. I just kind of think that... We're done. I was thinking about making the eyes out of thread. What do you think? Yeah. Um, if you do have wool, though, it'll... Working together becomes our excuse to hang out. It's not good. You eat breakfast? What do you eat for breakfast? Usually eggs. Um, could we have one butter chicken roti and one sog paneer roti, please? How spicy, please? Medium. And will we share? Yeah. Okay, great. I fell in love at first sight a lot. It's kind of my way. And I met this. this you don't friendship spoon? And we just like, made but, like you actually have a word for that. Yeah, I, like I, platonic sleepover. Don't do it. What? No. Why? I don't know. I feel like sleeping in the same bed with somebody is just about as intimate as fucking. I will totally bury myself for a relationship's sake. With someone like Charlie, who takes great pride in being a reserved person, a private person. One feels truly. I, I pay for feminist porn. You do? Truly privileged. I feel like it's the ethical thing to do. To learn things. Surely no one else in the world knows. I smoke weed every day, you know. 
What? But anytime I try to prolong things or bring it outside the studio. Hello, this is Charlie Parks. Hello, Charlie Parks. I'm, not I'm not available at the moment. He never answers my phone calls. I will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Charlie. Call me back. Hey, Caitlin. Yeah? Yeah. What's up? Could I just like use you for a second? Mm -hmm. See what it looks like to have Yeah. the projections against some of this, like a, I think maybe this fabric thing here. Okay. No, I don't think that's kind of a natural position. I'm gonna, can I, can I grab, I'm gonna, no, sorry, can I like touch your hip here so I can move you this way? He puts his hand on my waist. There's something different. His hands are strong, but really soft. He's standing really close. Really, really soft. Wow. I can feel his breath, his freckles. Um, he smells good. Thanks. Um, is that, do you need anything else? Uh, no. Okay, cool, thank you. I mean, you're welcome. You're welcome. We'll return to the shadows in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about today's sponsors. Now, I'm a guy. And the average guy will spend 3,000 hours of their life shaving. And if you're anything like me, you're thinking 3,000 hours, how many months is that? Four. The answer is four. Four months. And if you're going to spend four months of your life shaving, get a good razor. Get Harry's. It's a razor so sharp you can shave less often, and it will save you money. It's just $2 per blade. I love Harry's. It gives me an incredibly close shave. It's a smooth glide, and the price is right. It's not too expensive, and it comes with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know, and they will give you a full refund. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash the truth. That's a new promo code, harrys.com slash T-H-E-T-R-U-T-H, harrys.com slash the truth. This episode of The Truth is also brought to you by Green Chef. It's a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. The meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. And my wife and I are omnivores, so that's what we chose. And it was delicious. It used a variety of organic ingredients. A lot of them came fully prepped, so it didn't really take a lot of time. It was fun. We got to cook together. And then we got to have a delicious organic meal. With Green Chef, it's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook. With clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. And Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh to offer a wider array of meal plans to choose from. There's something for everyone. For a total of $75 off, that's $25 off your first three boxes. Go to greenchef.us slash truth75. Again, for a total of $75 off, $25 off each of your first three boxes. Go to greenchef.us slash truth75. Now back to the shadows. 
I imagine Charlie to be the kind of person who does banking on the weekends. I imagine him on a Saturday morning, getting up at nine, making his coffee, putting his glasses on, and quietly sorting out all of the receipts he's collected from the week. Thinking about him doing that makes me want to do my banking on the weekends. I open Google Excel for the first time in my adult life. I create a spreadsheet. I think of him while I do my finances. Caitlin, your spreadsheet. It's beautiful. I imagine myself becoming a little bit more like the kind of person he might like to date. Your columns. Hey, Caitlin. (gasps) Wow. Very impressive. Are you working on a spreadsheet? That looks amazing. I was hoping you would like it. I've been working on it for quite some time. Can I see yours? Wow. I mean, there are columns and there are columns. Like those. Hello. This is a lot of Okay. Walk me home. Uh, I would really love to, but I'm, I'm going the other way. I kind of have this fantasy that I would live in the country one day and have like mm. lots of space. Dear Caitlin, we will build a house together in the country where we will be eccentric I don't know, like and potentially a barn with or even like a porch where you can workshop make a porch all day. build the house and have like no? you know you hate a goat you hate naked. I'm late. You good? Yeah, I'm good. You ready, ready? to go? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Come here. Okay. It's the last rehearsal. Becky's pretty much finished workshopping the piece that Charlie and I have been helping her with. Charlie and I are totally in sync. Could Charlie ever be into someone like me? I'm not magazine, huh? I refuse. Hairy legs, hairy pits, hairy V, never gonna shave, no deodorant, no makeup, no bra. But why am I not asking myself if I could ever be into someone like him? Could I ever really fall in love with someone who isn't queer at all? Self-identifies as square. Loves rules. Loves politeness. I feel like you're definitely together more. I kind of feel like you forgot about the puppet. And like yeah. I was watching like you guys performing, but like that's okay. Like, yeah, it's, you know. Um, oh, fuck. I have to go. I'm late for my shift. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Um, I'll see you on Friday. Okay, great. Okay, bye. Bye. I learned the lessons of life waitressing. I learned that if you apologize too much, people think that you're wrong, even if you're not. I learned that if you set people's expectations for disaster, they can weather it gracefully, or at least they can't really blame you. I learned how to pour Moroccan tea three feet above into a tiny glass. I learn how to manipulate time, stretch seconds all the way into minutes, just by way of speed, precision, and practice. I learn that people with money just want the best, and they don't think you're being rude when you offer them the most expensive bottle on the wine menu. 
the work I'm doing at Charlie's house every single day, perfecting how to manipulate objects with my body, is making me into an incredible waitress. You got the sweets, right? My boss starts scheduling me at prime time. Friday night. Saturday night. I'm making bank. I have enough money to buy a plane ticket in Nova Scotia. I even have enough money to buy slightly nicer materials, even though I don't really need to because Charlie's lending me all of his stuff. As soon as I'm done my shift today, I'm buying my ticket. Hello? Hi, is this Caitlin? Uh, yeah, this is, this is Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. This is Jesse from the More of Everything Festival. Oh. I just wanted to call to say that we want to welcome you to the festival this year as one of our artists. Oh, my God. Um, we'll be flying you out to Halifax. And then for the performance, we have a $4,000 stipend. Oh, my God. You did come highly recommended. You should know. Oh, um, yeah. oh my God. Hello. This is Charlie Park. I'm not available at the moment, but leave your name. Charlie, I got into the I spend the week practicing my play like crazy, and finally it's my last night before the fest. I've talked Charlie into getting beers with me to celebrate. Mm. Should we get another beer? Always. What kind do you want? Another beer I don't want. More time. Mm. Um, yeah, why are you putting your finger in the camera? Oh my god. We're trashed. (laughs) (sighs) Cool, this is your house. This is my house. Mm. I don't want it to end. Mm. Well, have a nice trip. Yeah. Actually, can I just stay here with you? <laughs> it's like a sleepover. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Great. Okay. Okay. And the award goes to Charlie Park. Well, thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate this award. I've got a few thank yous to do. Most of all, my wife, my collaborator, the love of my life, Caitlin. I can make the futon up for you? Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, I mean, it's, I I think I just have like a little white blanket. He takes off all of his clothes except for his adorable boxer briefs. I'm a little surprised. Nice underpants. Good night. night. He plops down on the bed. I take my place on the futon across the room. It's not so far from the bed. I can hear him breathing. Fuck. Making a move. I've never made a move in my entire life. I don't know how to woo. I don't know how to gracefully, artfully, or sexily pursue. Sometimes I wonder if there's something fundamentally fucked up about the way we romanticize the act of pursuit. Just 
taking mm. someone. I should have said I should But I still wonder if Charlie would like that. I'm worried that if I go over there and ask if I can snuggle in with him, he might just say yes on an impulse, like so many of us do, before he really knows what he wants. He's on his side. I'm on my side. I accidentally, totally on purpose, just splay my legs out. I put my foot in the aura of his foot, not touching. He doesn't move his foot away. I feel the electricity of how close we are. Just knowing he's lying there. The small intimacy of this moment. I resolve to be content with it and try to fall asleep. He moves his foot. It's definitely not an accident. And then he pulls me on top of him. On top of him. He definitely Is it because we're me. drunk? His thigh is between my thighs. I'm afraid he'll notice how wet I am. Only a pair of adorable blue boxer briefs and black cotton granny panties lie between us. This is nice. You're really good at snuggling. You sound surprised. I am a little surprised. Are <laughs> you surprised? I have to pee like a motherfucker, but I don't move because I'm afraid that if I leave, that suddenly... The rules we've been following this whole time will be back in play. Charlie, are you sleeping? I fall asleep the full bladder and pray I don't dream of waterfalls. It's the morning. My flight's today. Do we have to follow the rules again now? Come closer. Mm. Should we get up? Oh, yeah. Okay. That feels nice. It seems almost like an extension of touching his face to let my finger trace his lips. It's the closest I can come to kissing him. It's almost like kissing. It's basically kissing. He begins doing the same to me. We're both smiling. I move my face a little closer. So close that it's obvious now I'm asking a question. Please. One. Kiss me. Two. Three.
Ring. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And then... trip and wonder the whole time what this was about, you know? Uh-huh. And so... Ugh. Like, I like you. Like, a lot. Huh. And I... Yeah, I don't... I don't know, I guess I want to know what the deal is. I mean, I, I like you a lot. <laughs> I feel like this version of myself that I kind of want to be when I'm with you. Hmm. And, and also that's, at the same time, that's what love's about, I guess. I'm a little bit worried and nervous about... I'm afraid of how much I love you. ...or about and hurt myself. You have the power to break me. I always cry when I fall in love. I cry because it's the moment I realize I won't be getting out of this unscarred. I get to Halifax. I perform at the festival. I party. Uh, not a good person, you know. You are a good person. You need, you need a lot. I, I hope, I hope this guy is gonna do work for you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? There's no table. 
good. What do you love? What do you love about you, King Cat? I like you. Uh, King Cat, um, it's a good vibration and the music. And the girl? Yeah, but I want us to be on the same page. I want us to be in the same place. No? Will there ever be on the same page? Never. This is like night number two. All the other nights were kind of like. Um, well, we have pirate rum. You finished the whiskey. The wine's long gone. No, come back. <laughs> oh, life could be a dream if only we could meet in paradise. I'm strung out. I've been wandering all day and I... You okay? It's cold in here. Yeah. You find? They definitely have the AC. It's way too high. Yeah. Do you want, do you want my sweater? Hey Charlie, um, I'm having a great time. I've been actually traveling all around the East Coast. The festival was amazing. I've been went to Newfoundland. I went to Cape Breton. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm thinking of you. I can't wait to see you. This was episode one of The Shadows. If you want to see pictures of KP and Charlie doing their beautiful thing in Montreal, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Shadows CBC. You can also follow my favorite person in the world, the real Caitlin Prest, at Caitlin Prest. This episode was written, directed, and produced by Caitlin. Mitchell Akiyama was a principal performer. This episode was graced with real-life puppeteers who build things with their hands and then put their fingers inside them and move them around. And all of these people appeared as themselves. They are Becky O'Neill, Jesse Orr, and Max Kelly. You can find Becky's puppetry and animation work at bekoneal.ca. The More of Everything Festival was named after a real company that Jesse and Max had in Montreal. You also heard the voices of... Megan Castle, Harry Nazan, Johnny Spence, and everyone's favorite tarot card reader, Riz Young. Our team includes Caitlin Press, director, Phoebe Wang, senior producer, Sharon Mashihi, editor, Yasmin Machurin, associate producer, Olivia Pascarelli, digital producer, Shani Aviram, composer and associate sound designer, Arif Nurani is our executive producer, Tanya Springer is senior producer of CBC Podcasts, and Leslie Merklinger is senior director of audio innovation. Our advisory board is Dylan Ghosh, Muj, Unrealistically High Standards, Zadie, and Jonathan Mitchell. Special thanks to Greg Wong and Ray Dooley. Muj, I hate everything Zadie. Muj, uh, my standards are so high that I hate everything Zadie. Muj, I hate everything except for Sharon Machine. <laughs> I like, I like, 
Mooch, unrealistically high standards, Zadie. <laughs> Do you like that? Okay. The Shadows is a six-part series from CBC Podcasts. You can hear the rest of the series at cbc.ca slash the shadows or wherever you listen to podcasts. And The Truth will be back with an all-new story in two weeks. Radiotopia. Radiotopia.